Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello, you know who you've reached. I'm unable to answer the phone right now, so if you could leave a brief message and I will get back with you. Have a nice day and another best opportunity. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Lord, we give you praise and all the things you've done for me. Thank you. 
to another edition of Teach Me the Word. You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you're satisfied with the message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. If you're satisfied with the message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. If you're satisfied with the message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Please try again later. Goodbye. God, the Lord bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble. We thank him for this another day. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working on our most recent topic entitled Time for Grace. We thank God that now as children of God, now that we have been brought into the family of God, it is now for you and I to start operating in grace. The Bible says that Uh, The way of a transgressor is hard. It should have been hard for us when we were unsaved, when we were not uh, in the family of God. But now that we are in the family of God, God's grace is going to make some things easy for you and I. There are going to be some things that that we struggled for and and, and slaved for and weren't even able to get prior to our salvation that now, some things that God is going to now make very, very uh, simple for you and I. That's what grace is is all about. We looked at capital A, grace through faith, understanding that faith is the doorway that brings you into the house of grace, grace, that you can do great, great and awesome things in the household of grace, but you must come through the doorway of faith. Ephesians 2, 8, uh, verses 8 and 9, Romans 5 and 2, capital B, the law came through Moses. Now, if you're still running around, you know, trying to uh, connect yourself and, and, and present yourself before God by the law, that's over. Grace and truth has come through Christ. John 1 and 17, Galatians 3 and 25. Capital C, grace and peace. Grace and peace. One of the things that grace will bring in our life is peace with God and it's peace with one another. As we move and operate in grace and allow grace to do its thing, 
we're going to see a manifestation of peace. First Peter 1 and 2, Second Peter 1 and 2. Capital D, today we looked at growing in grace. Growing in grace, very, very important. Now, God has already let us know that through and by our faith, he's already given us an abundance of grace. But if we don't have the knowledge of God, if we don't understand what we got, what we have, we can still operate and still be um, going through just like, um, just like we don't have it. Just like we don't have it. If we don't have an understanding. We looked earlier today, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. We're going to take a look quickly at Colossians chapter 1, verse 6. Prepare yourself to be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1. The book of Colossians, chapter 1, with a very special focus on verse 6 from the New International Version, our scripture reads. That has come to you all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it, watch this, and understood God's grace in all its truth. Once again, Colossians chapter 1, verse 6, that, or this gospel, has come to you all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. Capital D, growing in grace. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you this evening, Father, for another opportunity to worship you. We were created to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we present before you the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. We present to you this evening, our bodies, holy and pleasing unto God, for we understand that this is our spiritual act of worship. Uh, we are not conforming any longer, Father, to the pattern of this world, but we're asking you to transform us this evening by the renewing of your minds. Then you said, and only then will we be able to test and approve what your will is, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us of our transgressions, our sins, as we uh, forgive those who have transgressed and sinned against us. Father, we are asking and coming once again for our daily bread, words from your storehouse of wisdom that will increase our knowledge, understanding, and wisdom in order that we may be even more pleasing in your sight. Thank you, Father, for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for selecting us before the foundations of the earth to be conformed into the likeness of Jesus Thank you, Father, for your many blessings in, in 
in so many different realms and in so many different dimensions. We can't praise you. We can't honor you. We can't magnify you enough. But, Father, the, the, the little bit that we do offer up, we pray that you accept this sacrifice of praise. We are not coming before you empty-handed this evening, but we're coming with mouth, mouths and hearts full of praise, uh, giving you glory, honor, and, 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 um, and praise for all that you have done, all that you're going to do, and all that you are doing. This is our prayer. These and all other blessings we ask in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Understand, children of God, there are two ways that you can grow. There are two ways that your ministry can grow, pastors, that are listening to this broadcast. You can grow physically, and you can grow spiritually. Now, the same way your body or you as an individual, you can grow two ways. You can grow spiritually. All right, we know you can grow physically. Last time I saw you, you were 105 pounds. Now I see you, you're 155 pounds. Well, you, you have grown physically, okay? But God says that, that, Robert, even more important than physical growth. God says in the natural and in the spiritual, spiritual is always more important, all right? You, you say, Apostle, what are you driving at? Which do you think is better, to see your pastor after he has after he has come back from a, 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 a two-week vacation and has added 10 pounds, or to see pastor and he has come back and added, added a, a higher and deeper level of revelation, a deeper level of insight, spiritual. That's spiritual growth. So we can grow physically, add on weight or add on height or add on stature, or we can grow in the wisdom. We can grow in the knowledge. We can grow in the understanding of God. We can grow spiritually. So we can grow inwardly. We can grow outwardly. So it is with the church. See? And the problem, God says, in, 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 in the minds of many men and women of God today is that, that many men and women of God think that physical growth is more important than spiritual growth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's, that's just the truth. God said that's just the truth. My people need to hear. Some of my men servants and women servants think that it's more important to have large crowds and large numbers than for the people who are sitting up under their ministry to be growing in grace and growing in the knowledge of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, you say, Apostle, you're hitting home kind of early. Well, if that's been your attitude, just repent. Just repent. We all make mistakes. We all error. We all stumble in many ways, James told us. Understand that the spiritual is the most important. Spiritual comes first. Because if you don't get things right in the spiritual, no matter what you're doing in the physical, it's going to be a mess. Spiritual. Spiritual. Jesus told one group here, and the Lord is flashing this in my spirit. He said, first clean the what? Inside of the cup or dish, and the outside will be made clean. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Now, I'm a pastor. I've been listening to you for a while, and, and you know, God has shared a lot of great things through you, and I'm, I'm being blessed. What are, what are you saying to, to me? What I'm saying to you is you focus in on the inside. Focus in on, on working to get the hearts and the minds of God's people right, and the numbers will take care of themselves. God will send you just the number of people that you need. See, all of us don't need 10,000 folk. All of us don't. I know, I know that's a desire. A lot of us, young pastor, man, we would love 10,000 people. We love, you know, some of us wouldn't even know, the, wouldn't even know what the first move to be if we had 10,000 folk. We wouldn't even know the first thing to do. All right? So you say, Apostle, what's right now? Fix the inside. Take care of the inside. 
Take care of the hearts and the minds of those that God has placed under your care. Make sure that their inner man is being fed very well. And God will send you the numbers. God will send you the numbers. He'll send you the people. He'll send you the people that you need. Because, see, sometimes, God says, Robert, sometimes there's some Gideons out there. Sometimes you just got too many. Some of you some of you pastors on the sound of my voice, you're just as frustrated as you can be. Great vision for the church, great vision for the ministry, but because you've got a whole lot of folk in there that need to be sent home somewhere. God can't get the glory, and you find yourself not, not being able to accomplish the vision that God has placed in your heart. God told Gideon, you got too many. Because God said, look, whatever goes down, Gideon, I got to get the glory. And God said, look, you got too many folk for me to get the glory. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That the main thing is, is that God gets the glory. What's that? God gets the glory out of your church. God gets the glory out of your ministry. God gets the glory out of your marriage. God gets the glory out of your, your finances. Because if God don't get the glory out of it, he's not pleased with it. What? Can say that again? If God does not get the glory out of it, he will not be pleased with it. Apostle Paul writes to the Colossian saints, he says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints. Now, now, understand what the goal of faith is. The goal of faith is that you and I might manifest love. Keep that in mind. In any endeavor, it's important to find out what the goal is. Because, see, then I can know whether or not uh, that's an endeavor that I need to be involved in. What is the goal? You jump in the car with somebody, we need to know what? Where are we going? What are we going to do? What's the plan? What's the vision? The goal of faith. Now, now Paul says, look, we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. It's one thing for people to hear about you and your relationship with Christ. It's another thing to see the manifestation of the love of God through you. Paul says, we had heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you would have already heard about and that you have already heard about in the word of truth. Their faith, the Colossians' faith, manifested itself in a love for the saints. Now, sometimes you've got you to gotta see what's not written in Scripture. Because, see, if you have a love for saints, if you genuinely have a love for God's people and have a genuine love for the saints, you're going to have a love for God. Because you can't have a genuine love for God's people without a genuine love for God. You can't have a genuine love for, for uh, uh, the Word of God and not have a genuine love for the God of the Word. See, all of us is connected. You need, you need to understand God, hmm? God's Word, hmm? Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, God's people. 
All of us. How many is that? God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, His Word, His people. We all connected. We all connected. You can't have a love for one of them and not have a love for another. If you out there hollering, you love God, whom you cannot see, you and you really don't, you know, then you can't love your brother who you see every day. So all of those, when you got a love for any, if you have a sincere love for any one of those, God says you're going to have a sincere love for all five of those. Mm. You, you really love God's people. Well, you really got to love God. You really got to love God's word because it's God's word that tells us to love God's people. You got to have a real, you really got to have a love for the Holy Spirit. You really got to have a love for it when you really love. Faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth. So what we're supposed to do is hear about what's in the word of truth and manifest that in our everyday dealings. Hear about what's in the word. You see, because faith comes by hearing. Also understand that manifestation comes by hearing. <laughs> Hear what's in the word of truth and manifest what's in the word of truth. We always talk about how faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Beautiful scripture. Of course, we know that's true. But also understand, children of God, that manifestation comes by hearing. You got to start in order to manifest God's word. You got to hear it. You're not going to stumble up and luck up on doing things like God wants. You got to study. That's like that's as, that's almost as crazy as going into a test and saying, "Man, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just take my chances." It's, you know, I'm gonna just guess at the answers. People like that fail. People like that in life, they fail. No, no, no. We don't want to be guessing. We want to know. Jesus said, "Take my yoke upon you, upon me, and upon you, and learn of me." One thing that the church, is, our meetings are supposed to be, is supposed to be a place to learn. See, I know a lot of you. I know, especially black folk. Oh, you done done a whole lot of hollering. You done done a whole lot of kicking. You done done a whole lot of singing and crying. But when it come down to some learning, mm-mm. see, I don't work with your young people in the school system. I don't work with a lot of your young people in the school system. Many of us as, as African-Americans, we don't want to learn. We don't want to learn. If it's in a book, the adversary got some of us to think that it's evil. It's evil is in a book. It's evil. The math book, evil. Science book, evil. Social studies book, history book, evil, evil. God's word is not evil. God wants you and I to 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 come in through the door of knowledge. See, even, even, even faith, you've got to have knowledge in order to operate in faith. Because somebody got to tell you that Jesus Christ, what, is Lord. That's knowledge. What you going to have faith in if it's not a knowledge of something? In order to be saved, the scripture said that we must confess with our mouth and believe in our heart the Lord Jesus. Well, we got to know who Jesus is. We got to know what our mouth is so that we ain't doing it in hands and unhand signals. We, you got to have knowledge to have faith. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, what is God's word filled up? It's filled up with the knowledge of God. You got to know something to believe something. Whatever you got faith in, you got to know something about it. You got faith that your husband going to pay the bills and not take all the money and go to Las Vegas. Well, you got to know you got to know something about him. You got faith that Jesus is going to save you. Even the thief, God is dealing with me in my spirit now. Even the thief that was hanging on the cross beside Jesus, that got himself saved on that last day. You listen to what he said. He knew something about Christ in order to place his faith in him. The other thief knew something about Christ. Or he had heard something. So you've got to have a knowledge of a thing in order to have some faith in the thing. That's why our faith in God is not blind, children of God. No, I know some things about God. I know God can't lie. I know God can't swear by anyone greater than himself. I know God can't sin. I know God honors his word even above it. I know some things about God. I know it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all will come to a saving knowledge of the truth. I know that God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die as a son. Now you got to know something about you got to you know something about me to have faith in me. What do you what exactly do you not know anything about that you got faith in? You can't. You can't have faith in something you don't know anything about. So our faith wants to bring us to a place of manifestation of the character of God, of the of the love of God. And what and how do we how do we know something about this faith? We heard about in the word of truth. We heard about it. We heard about it. Whatever you got faith in, you done heard about it. You done heard about it. Somebody done told you something about it. Whatever you don't have faith in, the reason why a lot of times you don't have faith in it is because somebody told you about it. Why is it we ain't got faith in, in, in the devil as children of God? Well, because we done heard about him. We know that he's a liar and the father of all lies. We know he'll trick you just as soon as look at you. We know that when he lies, he speaks his native. We know something about the devil. That's why we got no faith in him. Let's wrap this on up, children of God. Grow in grace. See, see, see. So grow in grace and in knowledge. God said, look, when you grow in knowledge of me, you can develop more faith in me. Huh? When you grow in knowledge of God, you can have more faith in God. truth, the truth, the gospel you've heard, you've heard about in the word of truth. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. you got to hear something. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you, you wonder why your faith is so weak. Your hearing is weak. You don't want to hear that good. You don't want to hear too much. So then you can't have too much faith. You've got to hear. 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 How do we learn our telephone numbers? Going over it, over and over again, 252-525-477-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-257-252-525-
Rather than somebody tell me a lie, somebody tell me something, something they found, that time to anything. So if you won't hear sound doctrine, then there's no way you'll develop faith in it, and there's no way you'll be able to test and approve and see whether it works. Because the only way you got, in order to 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 test out sound doctrine, you got to hear it. And then what God knows is once you hear it, once you put it into practice, once you keep it, you'll test and approve of God's will, His good pleasing and perfect will. You got to hear it, that you're hearing about. You're hearing about the gospel. Watch this. The gospel that has come to you all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit. Now keep in mind that the gospel is bearing fruit in us and around us. In other words, the gospel is so awesome that it's doing, the, the, the word of God and the truth of God is so awesome that it's doing just what God said it would do in those of us that accepted it, and it's doing just what God said it would do in those who have rejected it. It's bearing fruit. And that's one thing about the word of God. It's going to bear fruit. I don't worry about any of you all under the sound of my voice being a failure if you do the word. Because <laughs> the word, there is no failure. Come on, somebody. In God. I'm not worried about you being a failure. Some of you parents out there worried that your children going to be a failure. Only way, I, only way you do me, you're going to be a failure if you don't do the word. Then it don't matter what you do. You can go out there and make, make $10 billion. If you ain't doing the word, to me, you're still a failure. And to God, you're still a failure. Because God is asking the question, what profit a man if he gained the whole world and forfeits his own soul? So the gospel is bearing fruit and growing. The gospel is growing. The gospel is growing. Well, what does that mean? That means that more people are hearing about it. One way, that's physical. But then it also means that, that those of us who are hearing it are believing it more. That's spiritual. The gospel is Growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. See, children of God, we can't stop till we get to all God's truth. If you at 95 in God's truth, you, you, you're not, you know, we still got a ways to go. All God's truth. That's why it's never time in this life, children of God, where we called on by God to stop studying. There's never time where God is calling on us to, all right, you, you've learned enough about me. Shut it down. Uh-uh, God, shut it thou down. God, uh-uh, God ain't saying no stuff like that. Because mm -mm, there's still some things we need to learn. There's still some things we need to know. still some things we need to see. God said there's still some things you need to hear. still some things you need to receive. God said, I got some more for you. Give us this day our daily. Great. Now, pause and look. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is, faith, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you, watch this, to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding the knowledge of his will. There 
is your key, children of God. Again, knowing what God wants us to do. Because until we know until we know what God wants us to do, we're doing something that God don't want us to do. God wants to fill you with the knowledge of his will. God said, look, I got a way I want things done. And you got to study so that I can reveal to you how I want things done. God says, I want to fill you with a knowledge of my will so you don't just keep right on out there having church any way you want to. Having marriages any way you want to. Having men marrying men, men marrying men. God said, that's not my will. Getting divorced just any time you want to. God says, I want to fill you with what? The knowledge of his will. God has a will. Well, see, we got a will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're created in his image and in his likeness. The will is a part of our uh, our soul. Thought, will, emotion. Well, God got a will over here, then we got a will over here. Now, what God wants us to do is to come on, bring our little will on over here to his and just accept his will. Because his will is good, pleasing, and perfect. But what some of us be doing, we still want to operate in our will. And so what ends up happening is it ends up our will be clashing with God. God be saying, look, come on over here. Bring that. Look, come on over here. Do this thing like I'm telling you. It'll work. Come on over here and think about this thing like I'm telling you. It'll work. Set the church up like I'm telling you. It'll work. Do do uh-uh, do it like I'm telling you. We be like, God, oh, come on over here. Let us tell you something. God's not, I don't even hear none of that, what you're talking about. Come on over here. Do this thing like I'm telling you. God wants to fill you and I with the knowledge, not of your will, not the knowledge of your grandparents' will. Some of y'all, just give me, give me that, the religion that grandma and grandpa had. Hey, that was grandma and grandpa's day. This is our day. No, Lord, you give it to me like you want me to have it today. Grandma and grandpa, God bless their soul, but some of them never even graduated high school. Some of them never even got out of middle school. God, you have given us more, so, Father, we know that you are expecting more out of us. You mess around, and God done gave you more knowledge, more understanding, more wisdom, and you trying to operate in, 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 in some stuff that's, that's less than that. God said, I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat you good. To whom much is given, what? Much is expected. God is expecting much more out of us. We got the Internet. Grandma and grandpa and them didn't have the internet, man. We can hit a button and learn most anything we want to learn about most anything we want to learn. At the hit of a button. Man, grandma and grandpa had to go to a library somewhere. Some of them, as African-Americans, some of them couldn't even get in the public library. Here you all, you got to do, sit right on your hind part and hit a God, And you think God is expecting less out of us? God said, I'm expecting much, much more.
Right, we had a little technical difficulty there. So we understand that, that growing in grace is not just a suggestion for us. That's a command. Grow in grace. That's a command. Grow. Do it. Get it done. Get it done. Fill you with the knowledge of his will. Not fill you with his will. Mm -mm. Fill you with the knowledge of his will. Because God said, look, my will is already in you. You need a knowledge of it. God's will is already embedded in his spirit. You need a knowledge of it. Uh, I think I talked with uh, one of the saints earlier today about doing uh, one of the Ancestry.com um, gene tests. They got gene like these DNA tests where they can find now you know, exactly where you is probably from. One guy came up there. He thought that he was German. You know, when he was young, say the parents had him doing German dance, dressed him up like German. He come to find out he was Scottish. DNA showed that he was Scottish. Well, um, that Scottish DNA didn't just get in him when he decided to take the test. That Scottish DNA had always been in, even when he was believing he was German. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? The, the, the truth of God is in you, even with the lies that you may believe that the adversary has told you. You're still more than a conqueror, even if you believe in the devil who tell you that you're scared. You're still the head and not the tail, even though you may be believing, believing a funky spirit that's telling you that, that, that you're something else. The truth of God is still in you. What Ancestry.com did for this man was helped him to get to know the truth that was already in him. Well, you take that same thing with the negative. A whole lot of times people get AIDS. They don't know nothing about it. They've been uninfected. All kind of people go to the doctor to find out. Got AIDS. Well, that truth was present long before you found it out. You just happened to find it out. So, so, so there can be truths about us that are good, truths about us that are bad. That be true long before, can be true long before we find it out. You know, the Lord is flashing something in my spirit. Me and one of my coworkers, we laughed so hard behind this right here. We couldn't even hardly stand up. But he had one of the coworkers that used to follow our, our three-on-three team, various parts of, all over the country as we, we would play in tournaments and different things. And we were rough. You know, we were rough. We were one of the smallest teams out there. So we felt like we had to make it up by just being just fierce, just just rough, rough. And, uh, you know, when I got into to, to pastoral ministry, the Lord was dealing with me on that, like, Robert, you got to let, let go of basketball. I was like, Lord, why, Lord? He was like, you, you, you play it too rough. And the Lord's servant must be gentle, not violent. So I stopped playing. A coworker who used to follow us came and asked me, he said, you know, uh, you know, B, how come you uh, you stopped playing during three basketball? I said, man, I said, the Lord told me that, uh, you know, we was too rough. He said, the Lord told you that, huh? 
I said, yeah. He said, well, I, I could have told you that. And we bust out laughing. What, 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 is, what was he trying to get us to say? He said, look, that truth, we knew it long time before you got the revelation. You say, Apostle, what's it mean to me? Any revelation that you get from any man of God, any woman of God, any pastor, any bishop, any elder, any overseer, God had it a long time ago. Any, any revelation, any insight, anything you've been in, in church and you heard or you heard the man of God or the woman of God saying, you'd be like, oh, man, that's powerful. God said, I knew that a long time ago. You just getting that message. God said, I've been had that message. So God said, let me fill you with the knowledge of my will. God said, let me, let me enlighten you to some things that you didn't know before that God said, I knew before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. See, we the ones, we the ones, man, be all in church, and you know, the anointing be strong, man or woman of God is flowing with the revelation and revelations flowing. Oh, man, wow, listen to that, listen to that pastor go. Listen to that woman of God. Listen to that man. God be somebody saying, I already knew that. I already knew that. I already knew that. See, let God fill you with the knowledge of his will. Don't be trying to fill God with the knowledge of your will. That's where some of us get in trouble. You're trying to feel, instead of instead of instead of trying to let God fill you with the knowledge of His will, you're trying to fill God with the knowledge of your will. God said, "I don't need to hear that nonsense. I don't need to hear that mess. Do like I'm telling you." I telling you, get up and preach. You talking about your back hurt? God said, "Did I ask you to tell me about how your back feel, or did I tell you to, to get up and preach? Which one?" Let God fill us, children of God, with the knowledge of his will. Let us stop trying to fill God with the knowledge of our will. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, Father. We appreciate everything that you have shared with us this evening. Uh, we pray that your word and your spirit will fall on good ground. Bring forth the harvest in the lives of your people, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what has been sown. Pray, Father, that souls have been convicted and converted at the preaching of this message, and that as the word of God has gone forth, lives have been changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that lives have come into the flock, come into the family of God, where Jesus, who is the true chief shepherd, uh, reigns supreme. Father, this is our prayer. We consider and count it done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer. Amen and amen. Questions? All right, what we got? What are some other things that uh, other than faith that come by hearing? What are some other things other than faith that come by hearing? Number two, give me the two ways that a church can grow. Or two ways that a person can grow. Explain. Don't come give me a short answer. Explain. Explain. Two ways that a church can grow. Question three. Anybody got one? All right. And then number three. Uh, whose will do we need to be filled with and why? Whose will do we need to be filled with and why?
Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristianconcernchurch at gmail.com. Check our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.